Welcome to Dear Human Resources. In each episode, you'll hear about current HR topics and trends from experts, both practitioners and researchers, with the goal of giving you an insider's look at human resources. I'm your host, Marie-Lynne Germain. In this episode, Mike Seidel, the co-founder and chief technology officer at Work Here, discusses employee recruitment and some of the technologies that are available to enhance the recruitment process. Welcome, Mike. Hi, Marie. Thanks for having me. Mike Seidel is the co-founder and chief technology officer at Work Here. Work Here helps companies respond to every job candidate in seconds by connecting job applications to live human chat agents. Mike, can you describe a typical employee recruitment process? Well, I guess I'll start with the one that is really familiar to everybody, which is the one that we typically all have, where somebody finds your job on the job board and maybe clicks on an apply link, goes to your applicant tracking system or career site, fills in an application. And then after that, if they're lucky, that candidate will get an email saying, we're looking at your profile and making a decision on whether or not we're going to interview you or not. And then a few weeks later, maybe a recruiter will reach out to that candidate and maybe actually schedule an interview. And that's the typical process that's out there today. Um, you know, we see research from SHRM shows that it's usually between 18 and 21 days between when somebody applies for a job and when they hear from a live human in the existing recruiting world. And that's something we think that certainly with uh, all the change in the marketplace over the last year, even before COVID hit, we were heading to a real candidates market where employers need to go faster. Artificial intelligence is increasingly used in recruitment. So can you explain how AI helps HR recruiters? We, we see an awful lot of use of AI. Actually, um, go back to the beginning with AI. Recruiting is one of the first adopters of, of AI. Uh, and we saw that back in even the uh, late 90s and early 2000s with job matching that was being done some by job boards and uh, some was being done as a service. And today what we see... AI gets used two ways. One is there's a lot of companies that try to use chatbots to engage with candidates. And the other kind of AI that gets used, and this is probably more prevalent, is using AIs to do sourcing and screening. So we use a a bot to go out and find candidates that are a good fit for a job or take a resume and match it up with a job description and go, okay, this candidate is a good candidate for this job because they meet the requirements that the AI thinks are in the job description. Both those technologies can save recruiters a lot of time. I think on the job seeker side of it, both of those kinds of technologies can be frustrating at times. Other than AI, what other technologies are available to HR professionals to recruit candidates today? Well, there's a, I mean, there's just a ton of different things that are out there, but more, more, I guess more to the point, you know, there's really two kinds of candidates. There's active candidates who are looking for a job today and probably looking through job boards and you're going to find most of those candidates on tools uh, like Indeed. You know, if you're outside of the U.S., maybe Seek. Inside the U.S., ZipRecruiter, Talent.com, lots of other job boards. For the passive candidates, we're still really in an era where we do a lot of sourcing and a lot of research work where you have sometimes a sourcer or a recruiter spending a lot of time doing Google searches to find uh, candidates. And we see a lot of AI technology that's directed at really accelerating that sourcing process you know, in our case, we integrate with a lot of those kinds of tools to make it easier for a company to find a candidate and then reach out and engage with them. You're the co-founder and chief technology officer at the company called Work Here. 
And it's my understanding that work here may reduce the time to hire from weeks to days. How does that work, Mike? When we started work here, we assumed that you know most companies were really fast and efficient and good at going quickly with recruiting. And what we found out as we got into it, that, that that really wasn't the case, that a lot of employers kind of slow and did a lot of things in batches. And so the whole process of, of somebody applying for a job and getting screened and then getting an outreach from a recruiter was a lot slower than we thought. And really over the last two years, we've spent almost all of our effort at accelerating time to hire. And, and what we do with our product to make that happen is we connect our product directly to wherever job applications come from and make it so whenever somebody applies, say on Indeed or they apply on LinkedIn, they get a message, an SMS message from uh, your company saying, hey, we received your application for this job. Are you interested in talking now? And if the candidate responds, yes, we connect them with a live chat agent. That chat agent could be one of our employees or it could be one of your recruiters if you're the employer. But what we want to do is make it so that candidate gets to talk to somebody almost right away. We can do screening and we can ask questions and knock, you know, do knockout questions, that kind of thing in the chat. But what we found is a lot of candidates have questions they want to answer before they complete an application process. And so just by having that conversation up front, what we found is we can speed up the entire recruiting process just because we don't get kind of stuck at the very beginning of the process. It does make sense. So it's more of a, a headhunter pretty much going online or is it someone who uh, evidently if it's a good candidate or they think it's a good candidate who has questions, they are trying to lure them in. That perhaps is a negative term, but is trying to enroll them to apply or is it someone who's well, a salesperson or how would you define that person? There's two sides to this. One is kind of those active searches where you, you know, the phrase headhunter would apply, which is what I'm looking for a, a Java developer, or I'm looking for a senior vice president of sales. And the other process that we see in most companies, and this is where they do most of their hiring, really is where they're looking for candidates that are applying on a job board. And so we have this large flow of job applications coming in. And the problem we have in those job applications is that they're incomplete. A lot of the candidates aren't qualified for the job they're applying for. And it's up to somebody in that recruiting organization to go through these candidates and go, okay, Marie applied for vice president of, you know, senior vice president of strategy based on the requirements of the job. It looks like her resume is in line with that. So let's go ahead and schedule an interview. That part of the process right there is really where we operate and do our best work because we're able to take a flow of candidates that are applying for the job let them talk to a real person that can validate that somebody has the experience or has what those qualifications are that are required before they get sent to the recruiter who's going to spend a lot of time interviewing and then, you know, hopefully bringing that candidate in for cultural fit interviews and all that good stuff. So we support both of those models, that active outreach model that you would use more when you're doing, you know, kind of use the phrase headhunting. So um, and then the other process where we're hooked up to the job boards, taking that big flow of candidates and then more efficiently handling that. So we work with both of those two recruiting modes. I assume the individuals who are answering those questions live, as you said, are knowledgeable about the company they represent, correct? Usually, uh, well, in our case, yeah, we, uh, if we're using our chat agents, we have a really exhaustive onboarding process where we're learning about the employer everything from the benefits they're offering to some of their employment policies that candidates are going to ask us about. 
And we make sure we're able to answer those really quickly and succinctly. And the beautiful thing is by answering those questions quickly up front, it makes the candidate feel really, really good about the employer. And it also removes a lot of the uncertainty from the job search process. And, you know, I think one thing all of us forget about is that those of us that are in recruiting, we uh, interview people every day, all the time. We're very used to this process, but for most job seekers, they only go look for a job once every two, three years. And when they do, the whole process is very intimidating and very scary. So one of the things that, you know, communicating faster and more immediately does is it really helps make people feel better about the entire job search process. It makes them feel especially a lot better about your company and your employment brand. But I would assume that it would enhance the job fit. In other words, the people who apply for the job are more likely well qualified and know what the job entails because they have been able to get answers to their questions. Is that right? I mean, is do you have any Absolutely. data on, on the job fit or the, and yeah, the better, you know, the better applicants in a way? So a couple of things that are really interesting and, and kind of unexpected. One is you would think that most people, when they apply for a job, have a reasonably up-to-date resume with accurate information on it. But what we found is 13.1% of the time, a candidate who applies for a job off of a major job board will have incorrect information that would lead to them being screened out automatically by the applicant tracking system. So we find a lot of situations where somebody applies for a CDL driver job and it says on their resume that their license expired two years ago. We also see where sometimes people have a degree that's mischaracterized. Like they, they have a degree in business administration but it isn't clear that they have the concentration in sales that the job requirement is asking for. And just by having a quick conversation, we're able to recover those candidates. So there, there's 13.1% where we have inaccurate applications that can be fixed. And then the second thing that we see an awful lot of is people actually forget that they apply to jobs. So you have somebody who applies on a Monday and by Thursday, they've totally forgotten they've applied. And by the time you reach out to them, you can't even talk to them because they don't even remember that they were looking for a job. That's really interesting because the example you gave about the driver's license, right? Mm -hmm. Usually that is screened by a, a particular algorithm or even AI, right? The, the resumes are screened by machines, if you will, before they reach the HR department. And those applications that do not fail the requirements are discarded. Now you're saying... It's almost like a step back. In other words, you're going to talk to a human being instead of going through a machine. Absolutely. What we're saying is let's put some eyes on that candidate before they go to the AI, because whatever you have that's doing screening, be it an AI or if, if it's a more traditional database kind of algorithm, either way you go, they both are subject to the old garbage in, garbage out rule. So if I put bad data into the AI or into the screening process, we're going to get a bad result from that screening process. So just by double checking that the candidate's application is complete and accurate, we're able to recover quite a few candidates that otherwise would be screened out. So Mike, your company also screens candidates. Can you explain how that works? So in a lot of cases, when we do screening, um, this, this is ordinarily something that gets done later on in the hiring process where we, we have some conversation or a phone screen where we talk to somebody and validate that what they have on their resume is somewhat accurate. What we do is we front load that and do it right after you apply. So you apply on Indeed, you get a text message and you reply, yes, I want to talk now. 
were able to ask some questions to clarify that the information that you provided was accurate. And we're able to ask additional screening questions that help kind of bucket that candidate. And sometimes those screening questions can be really, really interesting and difficult. When we hire software developers, a lot of times we'll be asking an engineering question to the candidate, tell us what this command does, or tell us what this, you know, what the solution to this really simple programming problem is in a, in a text message. And it is remarkable the correlation between people not answering those questions early in the process are and those that would fail a code test later on. So we're able to ask a lot of questions earlier in the hiring process that lead to maybe a little more accurate screening of candidates. So our recruiters and our hiring managers aren't spending nearly as much time interviewing people that aren't qualified. And then there's another problem. Nobody really talks about this with candidates, and that's that quite a few of them become unresponsive. And we found by going really fast, we reduce that problem pretty dramatically. So a lot of that's just people find a job somewhere else while they're in the hiring process. So if we go faster, the best candidates are still in the process. Because of COVID, a lot of organizations have moved to work from home. Has your company done that? We went work from home, uh, I think it was February 20th of last year. So yeah, we, we, we went work from home. Almost all of our chat agents that do chatting are work from home. They all almost all work from home. And a lot of the companies that we recruit for, one of the biggest changes is all of a sudden they went from where you had to be located in a certain place to, well, since everybody's working from home, I guess we can hire software developers that live in Texas instead of uh, Indiana or you know, uh, we can hire a VP of sales who lives in Florida. So we've seen a big shift across the board in that, in just kind of the location of people. And it'll be interesting to watch over the next six months to a year if that remains the case. What about for your company? Do you plan on getting the, the employees back to the office? I think that we will continue to be really flexible there because it's allowed us to hire better talent by not being tied to a geography. We're not tied to the dynamics of, of the local hiring market in our backyard. And we're able to find better talent just because the pool of available candidates is a lot bigger. In closing, Mike, what do you think the future of employee recruitment will look like? I think it's very conversational. I, th I think that, you know, as you look back on how everything has worked, it's been very formal over the years. You apply for the job and then we make a decision. And that old, very formal model, while, while it works, it's not particularly fast and it doesn't particularly sell the candidate on the opportunity to work for your company. And we're going into a labor market uh, that really is going to be a candidate's market for the next 10, 20 years. We just don't have enough qualified people, especially if you look at the U.S. market. We don't have enough qualified people for the kinds of jobs that are available. And as an employer, your ability to quickly engage is going to be the difference between catching the best talent and not getting even a chance to hire that person. I see it every day with software developer talent where we see our customers hiring people before other companies even start calling them to schedule interviews. Speed is really going to become important in the hiring process. And if you're stuck with an old plotting recruiting process that takes three, four weeks to get a candidate from high to apply to interviewed, I think you're going to have a hard time keeping up in the race. So does that mean your company focuses mainly on tech jobs? Is that what's most likely uh, most of the 
the job applicants come from? We talk a lot about tech jobs because that is an area where there's just an, an insatiable demand in the economy for talent. But we actually started with uh, blue collar. We actually started with forklift drivers and warehouse workers and got asked by customers to try what we're doing out in more, you know, what you would, would think were kind of higher skill positions. And what we found is the whole strategy of chat earlier in the process and have a conversation via text right away works great at all levels. Um, we've done everything from forklift drivers to CDL. We do a ton of truck drivers. We work a lot with manufacturing. Um, got a big project that we're doing right now with cosmetologists of all things. And of course, we still do a lot of, of technology, everything from software developers to SAP certified account auditors with a public trust clearance and up. So all over the place on what we can do. But what we're seeing is across the board, candidates really like an immediate response. They like talking to people a lot more than they like talking to chatbots. And we really do think, you know, if, if you're wanting to compete in the future, you're going to have to go faster and you're going to have to really think about uh, recruiting as a sales function more than ever before. Thank you, Mike, for your insights on employer recruitment and the technologies that are available to enhance the recruitment process. Thanks so much for having me. I really enjoyed our conversation, Marie. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dear Human Resources. In each episode, you will hear about current HR topics and trends from experts, both practitioners and researchers, with the goal of giving you an insider's look at human resources.